Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I'm your host, Gene Marks. I am a certified public accountant and regular business columnist for a bunch of publications, including Forbes and Entrepreneur. But more importantly, I'm a small business owner for financial and technology management services company. I've teamed up with Paychex, the leading provider of human resources, payroll, benefits, and insurance services to bring you real life advice from real life business owners and industry experts. And in this podcast, we'll talk about the complexities of running a small business and how they're handling the challenges they face. My guest today is a business owner, mentor, board member, uh, founder of Retro Fitness, Eric Casaburi. Eric, first of all, hello, and thanks for joining me. Hi, Gene. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Um, I, I, you know, we've met before. You have a great story to tell. Um, so if you can, just you know, quickly, and you know, we'll keep to the point. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're doing with Retro Fitness and other businesses, and then let's get into how the pandemic is impacting you. So as the founder of Retro Fitness, I, I founded the company back in 2006. Um, I was in the fitness industry for many years prior to that as an owner-operator. In the mid-90s, I opened up my first gym and then expanded and scaled, and then I started a franchise and a new brand. And it's since always been in the service industry. I've had tanning salons. We've had you know, obviously multiple fitness centers at scale. Um, and currently today, I do a little bit of consulting. I'm still sitting on the board uh, for Retro Fitness, the company. Uh, but today, the day-to-day, I'm dealing with mostly entrepreneurs throughout the entire landscape of the wellness uh, industry. I've got an anti-aging company I'm launching as well, uh, keeping along with my my bloodlines of health and wellness. Got it. So you were working with a bunch of different entrepreneurs. Your focus is wellness industry, which is great. You're still involved, obviously, with retro fitness. Um, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, we're speaking now. It's it's we're we're heading into the middle of May. Tell me what you've been seeing out there. I don't think you can compare this to anything we've seen before, Gene. And you've been around a long time in business as well. I don't want to date us, but you you know, even when we met back on a, a big network show mm. um, talking business strategy, uh, we've seen a lot. And coming out of 2008, which is probably the closest thing to what most entrepreneurs and small business owners are dealing with today, uh, this is like it, but it's not exactly the same. Uh, this is a big challenge. Having the entire industry, well, many industries, not just the wellness and fitness industry or the service industry in general, but all industries completely shut down for any length of time. I mean, I, we would kind of clamor when we had it close for New Year's Day. We never saw every business close for New Year's Day, right? I mean, that was like the one holiday you could think about Christmas or New Year's Day in the United States where most businesses were shut down. Right. I've never seen anything like it. And when you talk to entrepreneurs, and, and I've talked to several in the last you know, six, eight weeks uh, from how to structure their PPP loans. Um, what are their thoughts on, on paying their landlords? How do you deal with that? I'm also a commercial real estate owner, so I see both sides of that scale. It is really scary what's happening. And I don't mean to sound like, you know, oh my gosh, the boogeyman's in the closet, but the unknown is the biggest challenge. And the unknown is not only, you know, when does it get completely back to normal, but how does it get back to normal? What does the new normal look like in so many of these service-like businesses? So, you know, just you obviously have your hands in with a lot of different businesses and, and you know, it, it, that could lead to a lot of different questions on a, for a, a lot of time. Um, but you know what? You're in the fitness industry. You're in the health and wellness industry. Regarding retro fitness okay, and, and any other business that's in the sort of hands-on fitness industry, we know that industry has just been crushed by this thing. I mean, anybody that has a gym membership has not been going to the gym. And you're talking about fitness, you know, locations 
you know, across the country that they've got rent to pay. They might still have some employees. They want to be able to have lease payments on equipment and they have no customers that are coming in. What, what are they doing? How are they, what are you telling your franchisees? What are you telling the people that are in the industry to do to, to navigate their way through this? When I speak, not just the franchises or retro fitness, but when I speak to anyone who's in the spa space or the health and wellness space, it's very similar advice. Uh, I think it's going to look different when it opens. I think retro fitness has an advantage. We've got, you know, we've been around a while. We've got a very good footprint. We've got really good operators. Uh, having a good team around restarting back up is really going to be important uh, at the unit level as well as at the corporate level. I mean, that's really important, having the right people on the bus, as Jim Collins would say. Uh, and I think, you know, for us, getting that situated is going to be, you know, paramount, making sure that that's really the most important thing is who's doing what uh, when you open your business back up. I, I also would, would say that any person that knows fitness knows that there's a different dimensions of the fitness user or the wellness user. There's the hardcore person that honestly, Gene, they're going to walk in the gym and if they need a tetanus shot on the way out because they worked out with rusty barbells and they in a pool of sweat, they're going to still come back. Right. That's your hardcore member. That customer's probably walking back in day one, no matter what. Then you've got your intermediate fitness user who got bit by the bug, but maybe isn't completely entrenched like the hardcore user is. I believe you'll see a percentage of them. And then there is what I call the key tag renter or the lightweight user, which you know they want to feel good about themselves. They come once in a while. They don't check in often to the gym. I believe that member completely disappears from the industry and for a period of time, if not forever, uh, because they weren't completely embedded in the belief of what wellness fitness can do for them and they may never return. And that's going to change the landscape because I think the volume of people attending gyms will go back to somewhere in the 90s if you took a, count, a head count. And I think the volume of clubs that are open today is vastly different. So that's where you're going to get that hard contraction to get things to equilibrium. And as we all know, in business, you know, at some point, there is equilibrium happens by the laws of business nature. Uh, and I think it's going to happen. And the contraction's hard. You're hearing, right, you're hearing the rumblings of big brands that are filing bankruptcy or sure. in negotiations today, as we speak here um, at this time, in the middle of the afternoon on a Monday, there's multiple companies, big brands that everybody knows that are in negotiations to restructure. And that's scary. But the thing is, so, you know, in the fitness industry though, Eric, right. Uh, you know, the, the model has changed to the effect where people pay monthly fees and not only do they pay monthly fees, but for, for the most part, they're, they're pretty reasonable monthly fees, right? I mean, your gym is probably charged anywhere from 20 bucks to 50 bucks a month. And I'm guessing here um, for different levels of membership that people can get. You know, so how do you, don't you think that that model will help a lot of your gym owners get through this? Or do you think people are just going to stop paying? Honestly, Gene, I think it's going to be, it could be either or, and I'll tell you what will be the determining factor. So there is a benefit to how the memberships are structured in our gyms. But I believe there, in, in the event that there's, and here's the, the clauses, right? Is there going to be some type of vaccine? Is there going to be some kind of culture shift? Uh, if, if, depending on what happens with how the consumer feels about going and sitting down in a restaurant, let alone going and working out on a treadmill next to someone else, um, depending on what that, and that will be driven by the consumer. As you know, a lot of things in business are driven by the consumer. You know, business owners like to dictate and hope that they're right. But really, it's the consumer that's going to dictate what happens here and how this how this really plays out and the answer to this question. And if, in fact, that, that they do feel comfortable in a period of time, I think it will evolve. So I think in the, in the short term, I think it's going to be difficult to pack a lot of people into one space. It's going to be problematic for small studios, for some of those, those smaller places we've seen pop up in the last three years. 
Um, even big box gyms, I think they can handle it better, but you know, you know, volume is important to some of those business models, you know, but it may have to be that, hey, we have less space, we have to charge more. Yeah, and that's just, that's just what it is. So I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to, to kind of go back in time a little bit. I mean, you've got your hands in a lot of different ventures now, and I know it's not just about fitness centers, it's a lot of health and wellness stuff, but you know, you got your, you cut your, your, your chops, you know what I mean, in your, in, in the fitness center business. So let's, I'm just, for, for those listening that have service-oriented businesses like this, that have retail, they have maybe health and wellness kind of businesses, fitness centers like this, salons even, say I put you back and you were running one of those types of businesses. And because you're a fitness center guy, let's suppose you're running a fitness center. How would you start, restart that business, knowing that restrictions are going to be opening up over the next few weeks? What would you be doing to get those customers back? Very carefully. First and foremost, you have to oblige what the state and local authorities are going to tell you, because you may not be in full control of that. You may have to go by what they believe is correct. And then you want to go above and beyond, like any other business, right? I mean, we, we always kept our gym super clean. We always had hand sanitizer in stations all over the gym. We always had antibacterial wipe stations all over our gyms. So for us, this really isn't anything new. We've been doing this since day one. So those prepared people shouldn't be as concerned. Yeah, you might have to take it up a notch, meaning more frequency, or you might have to encourage more, more signage, uh, more conversations about it, blunt conversations about it. But restarting, A, first and foremost, you have to follow by what the rules are for your local authorities and your state, your government, whatever they're telling you to do, that starts where it starts. Then from there, I would always try to expand upon that, how do, like, like any brand would do. How do I make it better? When you had a restaurant, you always had to deal with you know, food handling licenses, but you always, the better restaurants always go way beyond that. I mean, they go much further beyond what the food handlers license even says. And that's kind of the same thing in, in the service industry, including the fitness industry. How do we make the customer feel super comfortable here? You've got to feel safe. Creating a, a, a place of, of safe is really going to be important. That's where you start. And then from there you go, how do I now create the great customer experience that I created before where they feel welcome, where they're here for a reason. People that join gym, go to spas, they're doing it for a reason. They're doing it because they want to feel better about themselves, look better, be more healthier, know they're accomplishing, achieving things, um, and, and doing a good for their, for their body, their immune system. Knowing that they can do that in a safe environment, they can continue to come back. You have to let them be able to know that, yeah, this is a safe place to come. We're going to make sure of that. And you're not going to hide from it. You're going to be very vocal about it. You need to be very vocal about it. And that's, I think that's the easiest when you solve all problems. It's really just staring it right in the face. Saying, Here's what we're doing. Um, and then you listen to your boss. Your member will dictate as well. Listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. Hear their suggestions. You know, um, a big issue is going to be obviously rehiring your employees. Um, there will be an issue about finding employees as well. Um, tell me a little bit about what what a business owner in the service industry now should be considering when they're bringing their employees back. I mean, I realize safety is a big thing, but is, is there anything else? Do you think the, the model is going to change at all? Yeah, I think you're going to have to have a period of time where you do a little retraining. And I know in, in, in the retro fitness brand, that's part of reopening is there's going to be some retraining. There's some new, there's actually a protocol to reopen your franchise unit that you have to go through and certification process. And if you're not a part of a big franchise system, that's okay. You can still have one for your small business as well. Create a protocol that's based on what your employees former and new and create, you're almost going to retrain them as if you're reopening. So imagine the day you open your business, go back to that 24 hours before you open, go back to the seven day period prior to opening. You brought the new staff in, you got their new shirts on, you got them geared up and you put them through the training, you put them through the paces, you got them filling out their HR form. You're going to have to essentially do all that all over again. You're going to restart your business. And for most, 
hopefully you're getting excited because that was an excited time for you. When you brought sure. your business, you opened it, that was so exciting. You have to come at it with that excitement. Otherwise, you'll, you will loathe that time. You will feel like it is a chore it's a, and it's terrible. It's hard. No, look at it like, oh my God, I'm reopening my business. I got an opportunity here and my staff should be really excited about that. We're just going to, we're going to do something the same. We're going to do something different. And that's cool. That's just like, hey, you got a new toy in the, in the, in the chest. You got to teach them how to play with it. So Eric, you know, this whole downturn, different than, you know, planes flying into buildings and a, the financial collapse of our financial system, this whole downturn was brought about by a health issue. And now as we get back to work, I kind of think that's an opportunity for businesses that are in the health and wellness industry. What, what do you think? And how do you think businesses should potentially capitalize on that opportunity? Gene, I've been preaching this since, since this all started. I said the healthy people are what are going to help this go away. It's the people that are building their immune systems, caring for their bodies, understanding how resistance training and cardiovascular activity. And there's so many things that you could be doing in, in, in the fitness center or a gym or even home or wherever you're doing your fitness that is actually preventative, which is defensive against not just COVID-19 and the issues of a coronavirus, but any type of flu. Any, listen, a guy like me, when I get sick, use me as the example, I most people might get sick for three or four days where someone who's in really good shape or maintains a good health and good nutrition, it's probably 24 hours. It's maybe 20 to 25% of the symptoms as well as the long or the length of it. So there's a, a good selling point for why people need, absolutely need. And I've been arguing, I've been sending tweets and, and Instagram direct messages to the governor saying, open these places. They need, people need to get healthy. People need to right. be strong. We're getting, sitting on the couch, we're getting weaker. Our immune systems are getting weaker. That's actually dangerous. Let alone just, just this pandemic. What about heart disease? What about all these other things we know fitness prevents? Couldn't agree with you more. And it's funny because there are some, some industries, Eric, I, you know, I look at uh, you know, restaurant industries and, you know, and, and certain merchants I think are going to be real challenged. Um, health and wellness, I, I think for smart entrepreneurs in the business, um, they're going to innovate and come up with new ways to make people feel better and healthier and, and leverage this pandemic you know, into something that could turn into a good thing. 100%, Gene. You're a marketing guy. You get it. You understand how to message. And that needs to be, listen, it used to be, most fitness centers used to message vanity and, you know, great looking and this and that. And I think the messaging now is defending your body, immunity, and, and being, you know, wearing that, that, that Superman S on your chest for immunity now. I think that's going to be the most important message because I think people are now taking it very seriously. You would imagine with all the deaths through heart disease and cancer and all these other things and atherosclerosis and, and, and stroke, that it would have been you know, top of mind. This actually brought a top of mind. This actually was a huge marketing campaign for the wellness industry. I agree with you more. Eric Casaburi, founder of Retro Fitness, a health and wellness entrepreneur, advisor, and expert. Thank you, uh, everyone, for more information about what we discussed today and other coronavirus questions and topics. Please visit the Paychex COVID-19 Health Center. The address is paychex.com forward slash coronavirus dash resources. Thanks again, uh, Eric. That was great and great advice. Thanks, everybody else, for listening. We will see you next time. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020, all rights reserved.